Hi everybody, this is Vicki and Chuck. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. <laughs> I'm laughing because I had to start over and now I'm going, oh please, Father, don't let me repeat everything a million times that I said in the last video. Uh, you guys, I have a message for you first. I want to say thank you from both of us so much for joining and thank you for everything you're doing to support us and this, this ministry. We appreciate you guys so very much. I am... Um, Let's see, I'll be really quick. If you want to join the prayer team, Teresa's going to start having Zoom meetings with the prayer team. We're very excited about that so the team can all connect with one another. Uh, and if you want to get on the team, then please email her at prayers at vickiandchuck.com. We have also started having Sunday afternoon meetings um, online, uh, Zoom meetings, and we're calling it, I'm calling it Sunday Circle. I don't know, I'm just calling it Sunday Circle because Saturday Circle is when our leadership team means and so meets and so Sunday is Sunday Circle and that's when anybody who wants to fellowship with other believers in the body of Christ joins us. If you wanna do that, please send Casey an email and uh, the way you do that is just write to her at vineyardconnections at outlook.com and she will send you a link to the meeting, okay? Chuck has a new song out. It's called Heavenly, and it's really beautiful. It's a soaking song. It's about an hour in length. If you haven't heard that, you might want to go listen and put it on your playlist um, so you can you can listen to it while you worship or while you, I mean, just spend time with the Lord in prayer or study or, or, or before you go to sleep, something to go to sleep to. It's beautiful. Um, okay, guys, and that's on his channel, Chuck Atkins Music, on YouTube. The website is being rebuilt on another platform and we're excited about that. Keep Gary in your prayers. He's just he's just a blessing to have volunteered to, to do all of the work he's doing. And I think that's probably about it. I do have some things to share with you today. And I'm I'm really kind of excited about what Father's doing in some areas. Does anybody out there feel like you're just standing on hard, 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 hard ground right now? <laughs> and like there are some things going on and you just, you don't even have a clue about what to do about them. Well, Father talked to me about this a few days ago and I will admit in one area of my life, I'm standing on some very hard ground right now and having to trust God to do what I can I can't do to fix what I can't fix and um, and he's always been faithful to do that but let me tell you sometimes that ground is so hard and it's that it feels like man it's parched earth you feel like you could just look down and see big old cracks in the earth you know like when there's been a really severe drought and then no rain for a long time well that's how it is in this one area that I'm dealing with in my life and uh, some of you may be going through the th same thing so we're going to talk about what Father said to share with you all. And some of you already know this. It may just be a reminder. It may be brand new information for some of you. So please stick around for, the, for what he has to say in this. Um, let me start with this. This morning, this morning I was listening to a woman on a video. And I could tell by the way she was talking that she's been walking with the Lord for a long time and she was her subject matter was prayer and absolutely she, she's just saying some wonderful things and bringing up some powerful scriptures and everything and then she hit this one scripture and this isn't to criticize her this may very well be because of the I don't know why 
if it was just accidentally overlooked or if it's a portion of scripture she's really not maybe it's the version of the bible she uses i have no idea there is no condemnation in this there is simply a father wants us to have the fullness of the truth about this and because uh, if we don't then we can we can stumble really severely stumble and for many people that happens and they lose their faith they lose their confidence in god they don't believe him and and they kind of just throw everything out. So God wants to help us understand something. And you guys, this one scripture I'm referring to is one you've heard me talk about many times, but it all will come together. Okay, so the scripture I'm referring to is in the book of 1 John, and it is in chapter 5. It's verses 13, 14, 15, around there. And it says, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, those three words, those three words are so important, according to his will. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, whatever we've asked for, his answer is yes. And I am paraphrasing, but that's what that says. The danger is that a lot of times we ask for things that are not according to his will. And then we get discouraged or depressed or frustrated and we give up. We don't know what to do because... You know, I've asked you time and time and time again, Father, and I mean, I've asked you for these things and these things, and none of these things are happening. There could be several reasons at play for, for why none of those things are happening. Once is, are you asking, one is, are you asking according to his will? That's a really big one um, because our confidence in him is that we're asking according to his will. So if we're not asking according to his will, we can't expect him to respond and say, yes, I'll do that, or I'll give you that, or I'll change this, or whatever. We can't expect that, because he made it clear, ask according to my will. Now, people will say, but there are scriptures that says, where Jesus himself said, uh, before now you haven't asked, uh, you've, you haven't asked in my name, ask in my name, and it'll be given to you. So people will go, well, Jesus said, if you ask in his name, it'll be given to, to us. So why can't I just ask for whatever I want? Jesus, and all of those scriptures that people will point to that say, well, we can ask for whatever we want. I'm, I'm going to hold them up to what Jesus said in the garden before his crucifixion when he said, is there any way? So he was asking for anything, another thing that could happen aside from God's will. And then he said, but nevertheless, not what I want, what you want. So he's our example. When he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. That's our cue right there. So when we find scripture that says, if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us and we get what he asked, we've asked for. Now I'm going to make a point with all of this. So please stay with me. So then sometimes people will say, well, how do we know what his will is? When the disciples were walking with the Lord and he said, you've been, basically he was saying, you've been with me for a while. You know who I am and how I am. You know my ways. You know that I submit myself to Father. And when he's saying, ask in my name, it'll be given to you. He's saying, look, when you learned when you're learning to live the way that Father wants you to live and you're walking on that path with him, 
everything about you will begin to change. You won't be so selfish and wanting to have your own way. You won't be just searching for what you can get. Just like the scripture says that sometimes you ask and you ask amiss because you want to consume it on the lusts of your own flesh. And the Lord's saying, as you walk with me, as you follow me and you learn how I lived, how how I thought, what I believed as as I am residing in you, my spirit comes to live in you because you're you're remaining in me, then you can ask Father for anything and it'll be done. It'll be done for you. So God's not saying just be all carnal and live out in the world and then just come and say, hey, give me this, give me this, give me this, and I'll give it to you. He's not saying that. He's saying, learn how to follow me. Trust me, learn how to follow me. And so that when you ask, you're not asking amiss to consume it on the lusts of your own flesh. You're asking according to my will. Now, there's that piece of this message. And here's another piece. It's like there are three little sections of this message. I, I didn't see it until a while ago. Okay, so that was the video I watched this morning. I truly, I mean, the woman talking about prayer, but leaving out that very key part of the verse in 1 John, ask according to his will. Okay. Okay, Father's saying, before I go any further, I need to fix this because some people are going to go, well, I've been asking to hear his voice, and so it must not be according to his will for me to hear him because I still can't hear him. Okay, st stop right there. Let's just deal with that. Again, we're going to continue to deal with this, you guys, as often as Father brings it up because he's trying to get us to understand some things. People want to hear him the way I hear him, but people are not me. I'm not anybody else. I don't hear him the way anybody else. We all hear him different. We're, if we're his kids, God doesn't talk to any two of his kids exactly the same way. He's made us each unique and we've each got different purposes and different calls. We have different relationships with him. He gives us the gifts he wants to give us according to his purposes, his will for us. So maybe I hear him in ways, well, no, I'm not going to say maybe. I hear him in ways that other people don't hear him because of his purpose for me in his kingdom work on the earth. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't hear him or you can't hear him. My Part of my responsibility is to be like a loudspeaker, I guess. That's, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a better um, analogy than I really want it to be. But a loudspeaker, I'm just a voice of his voice. That's for the purposes of teaching or correction or uh, revelation or whatever it is he has me speaking about. It's He's just saying, I'm like the... Um, I'm just like a mouthpiece. That's it. I'm a mouthpiece. If you pick up your phone and you call somebody and they can't hear you without that going through the phone, the thing that you want to say, that's what God's using me as, a telephone or a loudspeaker or something like that. So the way he talks to me may be different than the way he talks to you, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't talk to you. I, I keep coming back to this verse because it's so powerful and, if, and, and some people really haven't gotten a hold of this yet where he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Are you following him? Why are you following somebody whose voice you can't even hear? Somehow you are hearing his voice or you would not be following.
you would not be following him if you couldn't hear his voice you wouldn't know where to go you wouldn't you wouldn't know i mean you wouldn't even have come to him if you hadn't heard his voice in the first place because nobody comes to him unless his spirit draws them so somehow he's spoken to you in such a way that you have been drawn to him and as you continue to walk even though you're not hearing an audible voice out in the room standing there giving you instructions you can pick up your scriptures and read you can look at the life of christ and see and you can follow and follow and follow and you can trust in him with all your heart here we go again proverbs 3 5 6 trust in him with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding your own understanding is a mess just like mine we need his understanding but in all our ways we acknowledge him and he directs our paths he directs our paths does he do it with an audible voice out in the room not usually not not usually but he knows how to direct our paths so father's saying you just trust me and follow me i'll take care of the rest i will direct your paths acknowledge me acknowledge me god is god and he is my god and he and i am following him to the best of my understanding so so you've got the scripture over here where somebody is saying uh leaving out that very important part those three words are probably to me they're the most important words in that verse in first john according to his will and then looking at jesus and him saying not my will but your will be done and him saying to his disciples You've never asked in my name, but ask in my name and it'll be done for you. It'll be given to you. And the Lord's saying, because you have come to know me, you've been with me, you've come to know me. And the more you come to know the Lord, the less your will becomes important. The more you come to love him, to know him, to follow him, the more you see his wisdom, the more you learn to ask according to his will. Reminds me of the uh, Shulamite in the Book of Song of Solomon, where, where the beloved kept drawing her, and at first she was just like, eh, and then she was like, well, wait a minute, and so the more she got to know him, the more she wanted him, and then he took a step back, and so she began to search for him. So this is the heart he's trying to to get in each one of us, where it isn't about what we want; it's about what he wants. It isn't about uh, us knowing how to do everything it's about knowing who to go to who does know how to do everything and so then here so then i've got this part with the gal with the prayer this morning and a few days ago now i'm going to go to the next section a few days ago i woke up hearing the lord say Do what you know to do when you don't know what to do. I'll say it again. Do what you know to do when you don't know what to do. Sometimes we have these places, and because I started the video over, I don't know if I said this already. Sometimes we feel like we're standing in these places where we're on really hard ground and we don't know what to do. And we can't really hear in the ways that we're used to hearing, or we can't find the scripture that addresses what we feel like our need is in that moment our question is in that moment and the lord's saying to us in those times when you don't know what to do do what you know to do what is it we know to do 
We know to continue to follow him. We know to continue to do the things that we have learned that he wants us to do. We know to continue to be faithful. And we know, hopefully, that just because we have this thing going on that we don't understand and we don't know what to do with or what to do about, it doesn't mean that we stop doing the things we know to do. We stay faithful. We just keep walking. I'm going to share a story with you guys. This is a testimony from many years ago when I was still in a denomination. And it wasn't a denomination where people spoke in tongues and things like that. It, was, it wasn't that, like a lot of churches will say, which is so, is so crazy, will say, well, yes, we know that that's all, but we don't do that. We don't, yeah, even though we say we believe it, we don't believe it. We're what somebody, I heard somebody call them the unbelieving believers, where we say, I believe God, but I don't believe God. Because, because you know, well, there's no more, there's no more, uh, there's no more prophecy. There are no more prophets. There are no more apostles. There are no more this, that, or the other. And the Lord's going, wait a minute. I established how I wanted things to be. And you're saying, well, I know you did, but I just don't believe that. God's going, no, 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 no. We don't rewrite scripture. We don't change things just because we don't see things happen. Or we have been taught in a wrong way that God's done talking and everything he had to say was in the Bible. We don't do that. We believe God for what he said. We believe for what he established. We believe for uh, his words, not ours. Okay. So anyway, so the Lord's saying, do what you know to do when you don't know what to do. So you got this thing going on over here and you're not sure what to do. And father's saying, stay faithful to the things you know to stay faithful to. And here is the testimony I said I would share years ago. Uh, there, I, I knew a woman who had been involved in a certain ministry and she, to a certain people group. And she loved these people so much. And there came a time, and she'd been involved in this ministry for like 20 years. I mean, her heart, she was completely given over to ministering. I'll say it. I might as well say it. I think it's okay. Uh, she was very much given over to ministering to people on reservations, to the indigenous group here in the States, the Native Americans. She, that was her heart. God had called her to that, and she loved being able to go and help however she could. Well, there came a time when in the denomination I was in, there was a position opened up in that denomination where they were looking to uh, bring someone on and uh, to hire them so that they could, you know, so that they could go and be the leader over the teams and over that particular ministry to the Native Americans. Not that not that that person was going to be over the Native Americans, but that they were going to be the leadership over the team that would go out and take and do ministry on the reservations. Well, someone else was chosen for that position. She applied for it and she didn't get it. And she really struggled. She had a very, very hard time. Uh, she was so crushed because her heart was so strong for that ministry. And she just didn't understand why God didn't let her have it and why the church had turned her down and all of that. One night she came to a church service and it hadn't been very long before that, that father had started, had given me the gift of uh, tongues and not, and not just the public 
my whole experience at that point was that I was speaking to Father in a language that, oh, you guys, now just set this aside if this is something you have a hard time with and just listen, please. My whole experience with it at that point in time was that I never spoke in tongues. I had been asking the Lord for a long time to help me. I didn't have all the words I wanted to tell him how much I loved him and how glorious I know him to be even in my small understanding. I just didn't have the words in the English English language, but I didn't want to speak in tongues. <laughs> Did not want to because, and I'm saying it again, put your theology aside about this and listen and then go to God and talk to him about this if this is an area you have a problem with. Or you have an absolute, I know this is exactly how God does it because he might just blow your socks off here in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but, but I was, I had gone through a period of time where I really wanted to be able to have more. There was such a desire in me to be able to talk to him, just to praise him and to worship him with my words in ways that I didn't have language in, in English. I mean, you know, it didn't matter how many amazing words I could find in the dictionary. None of them were going to be everything that my heart felt for him. Long story short, he told me finally, because I kept saying, I don't want to speak in tongues. I want to have the words to be able to say, but in English, I don't want to speak in tongues. And then one day, God did through a course of events, something, and I never told anybody that I was wrestling with that whole situation. This was an intimate relationship between the Lord and myself and our conversation about wanting to be able to talk to him in those, in a, a more unique way or a stronger, more expressive way was just between the two of us. And then one day God sent somebody and said, the Lord said to tell you to ask him for the gift of tongues, which terrified me. And I ended up, I did ask, it was hard. I asked because I was afraid because I didn't want to say anything that would offend him speaking in a language I didn't even understand. <clears throat> and so I did ask him and he did give me that gift. And there are so many beautiful testimonies I'm not going to go into right now. If you want to know some of them, then join us on Sunday Circle. Maybe we'll talk about them at some point. But uh, I never spoke in... I called it my prayer language. I never spoke in that language in front of anybody. I didn't even, I couldn't even tell people. I mean, it was such an intimate thing and it was so hard for me to get to that place that I just, I, the idea of anybody else hearing me pray like that terrified me. Well, God knows how to get all that kind of terror and junk out of us and break things off of us that shouldn't be on us. One night, I went to a church service in our congregation. We had a guest minister in. There, this woman that I was telling you about, who was a Native American uh, minister, or wanted to, she was not Native American herself, but she had a heart for the indigenous people. She was at that meeting. After the meeting, she went to the minister, the guest minister who had come in and asked if she could be prayed for if he would pray for her. And the guest minister called some people up from the congregation that were still there. Most of the congregation had gone home. And um, they prayed for her. But while I was sitting there, the Lord said, you go pray for her in tongues. <laughs> I said, I don't want to do that. 
I didn't want to do that. That terrified me. Um, and I, so I stayed in my pew and then the guest minister called somebody up and said, would you pray for this woman? While that person was praying for that woman, I was sitting in the pew going, oh, okay, well, he didn't call on me. So, and I had said, Lord, if you want me to go, you have to get him, have him call on me. He didn't call on me. He called somebody else. After that other person finished praying, he looked right straight at me and said, Vicki, would you like to pray? Well, no, I really didn't want to pray, but I knew that father had told me go pray for her. So I said, yes. And I went up and I knelt at her feet and I began to pray in my prayer language in tongues. However you want to say it, I began to pray in a language that uh, Father had given me. And in that prayer, I had, when I asked Father for a way to speak to him in, in another language, I was making deals with him and saying, Father, I'm asking you for this, but before I even ask, I'm asking you, please, you don't have to tell me everything I'm saying, but please, could you just give me an idea of what I'm talking about? <laughs> he didn't have to do that, but he graciously did. The first time I spoke, he sh I had a beautiful vision. You know, there's a bunch of stuff. So now here, fast forward, I'm sitting at this woman's feet. I'm praying for her in a language that I'd never let anybody else but Father here and uh of course his angels and whoever his holy spirit but no human beings had heard and i was extremely humbled and felt very um, uncomfortable i finished the prayer and while i didn't understand what i had said as soon as i finished the prayer because i i was like I have no understanding about anything I'm saying at all. But as soon as I finished the prayer, that woman got right in my face and she said, I know exactly what you said. And she was so excited. Now she'd been discouraged for two weeks because she had been overlooked for this position to go and minister to the indigenous people. And I was elated because she knew what I said. And so she started saying some of the things that she had heard because Holy Spirit told her what I said while I was praying, okay? But she didn't say everything, and I didn't even know what the rest of it was. I only knew that she had only just shared a part of what Holy Spirit had said, and I was confused because even though I didn't understand, I didn't have understanding about what was said, I definitely had understanding that there was more to it than what she had said was the, was the interpretation. You guys, this was such a powerful experience and there's a lesson in this and thank you for staying with me while I share it because I know I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm taking a long time to share this. Uh, <clears throat> so after everything was over, she was all excited. She felt comforted. She felt like the Lord had heard her prayer and sh and she had had some relief at that point. And then, uh, and the part Here's the part that she was given understanding about. She was given understanding that Holy Spirit had just interceded for her and said, Father, this woman has been faithful to you all, has been faithful to you all of these years in this ministry. And there wasn't much more that she said after that. I really don't remember if there was anything else at all at this point, but I knew there was more that had been said. So we are all getting ready to leave. Everybody's gone out of the church at this point, except for the woman and three ministers and myself. 
As we were walking down the aisle to leave the church, one of the ministers said, I know what the rest of the message was. I hadn't even said, I know there was more than just that part. I know, I knew it with every five, and I was frustrated and, and concerned, didn't understand why she only had some of it. And so I didn't open my mouth, I didn't say anything, and then this one minister says, I know the rest of the message that was given. But he wanted to wait till everybody else was out so that this woman would to honor her. He felt like the Lord wanted to honor her. So he was waiting till everybody else was gone. And he said, the Lord said, yes, and I have been faithful to her these, all of these years when she has not been faithful to me. And then he said some other things. So there was a complete message there, but here's the deal. Cause we're talking about how Holy Spirit intercedes for us in this part of this message today. Out of just, Father blessed us all to hear one of the ways that he works. Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings, utterings that are too deep for us to be able to express. She didn't know how to express. I didn't certainly didn't know what I was saying at that point, but here's what happened. Holy Spirit, spoke out of that out of that uh, prayer language holy spirit spoke to father and said this woman has been faithful to you we were so blessed to to get this you guys i hope this blesses you holy spirit was saying she has been faithful to you father for all of this time to do this work and father responded to holy spirit and said yes and i have been faithful to her when she has not been faithful to me and the rest of the message that was shared. So Holy Spirit intercedes when we don't know how, and Father hears, and they ha they were having a conversation. You guys, this was so awesome. And I was in awe. I needed this personally because I hadn't been speaking in this language for very long, and to know that this was it was like we were all allowed into a place of intimacy between Father and Holy Spirit about one of his kids. So when you don't know what to do, when you don't know how to pray, Holy Spirit knows how to pray. When you are having a struggle and you don't know, and you're hurting, if you're hurting in an area right now and the enemy wants to cause you to just freeze up and not do anything and not move forward, don't listen to that. When you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. Continue to follow, continue to move forward. If something has happened and because of circumstances in your life, you have just come to an absolute standstill. And I'm not saying there aren't times that we shouldn't be uh, taking a step back and just, you know, praying, fasting, spending time with the Lord and getting away from everything that we need to, to be able to have that time with him, to hear him better. But I am saying, don't let the things that you know to do, I'm not saying, Father's saying, the things you know to do, keep doing those things. Don't ask me for things and say, I'm asking and just give me this, that, and the other and expect me to give it to you. Ask according to my will. When you can't hear him, 
go to him and say, Father, I don't know, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do about this circumstance or this situation, but I know that your word says, your word says that uh, I'm supposed to trust in you and lean on you and rely on you and not what I understand, my own understanding. No, I'm supposed to acknowledge you in everything. And so I'm acknowledging you, even in this circumstance, whatever it is you want. That's what I want to have happen. So I'm coming to you and I'm leaving this problem, this situation uh, in your hands. And I'm going to continue to be faithful to move forward and do the things that you've called me to do. And he's reminding me, you guys, of the story in the Song of Solomon where the Shulamite woman... At first, you know, she was just kind of cold, sort of, in a way. And then the more her beloved called her, the, the more she began to warm up in her heart for him. And then after he made her hungry to have more of him, or desirous to have more of him and to be with him, he pulled away. And in the pulling away, she was like, no, wait a minute. Where are you going? Sometimes it feels like father is silent. And sometimes it just feels like, but he did it. Here, let me go back and say this. He did it so that she would come after him. And sometimes God just says, look, I've been walking with you and all this, but now here's this situation. And I'm just going to be quiet for a bit. And I want to see what you're going to do. Are you going to keep coming after me? Are you going to get mad and turn and walk away from me? Are you going to be like the ones when Jesus said, this is my blood and my body, and unless you eat and drink my blood and my body, then, you know. And they said, are you kidding me? This guy's nuts. And they left. And Jesus turned to the, the ones that remained and said, are you going to go away too? And Peter said, where would we go? You have the words of life. So sometimes Father doesn't answer right away. Sometimes he's quiet and he has all of his own reasons for why that's the case. But sometimes it feels like he withdraws and we can't feel him and we just feel like we're standing on hard, hard ground and there's no like parched ground in our walk with him. And he's saying, you just keep walking. Your tears are watering the earth beneath your feet. In other words, thank you. Thank you, Father. He who sows in tears will reap in joy. So even when it's hard, Father says, you just keep walking. You don't give up. You don't quit. You don't turn away. You trust me and believe me and do the things you know to do, like the Shulamite woman who, can, who once he stepped back, she pursued him. She went everywhere. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Father's saying, keep searching for me. Keep searching for my heart. Keep searching for my will. Don't stop. One of the things that happens, you guys, to a lot of us when, when we are in really, really hard places, here's what the enemy's trying to get us to do. He's trying to get us to stop. Because if we stop, then we just sit and go over and over and over the problem in our minds, trying to find the solution. Can't find the solution. He wants to get us discouraged 
or he wants us to get us to he wants to get us to act out of our flesh and make a decision and do something that's not God's will or he wants us to stop believing that God is listening or paying attention or has any plans or is even effective in being able to deal with the circumstances we're having and why isn't he answering and blah, 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 blah. It's that old, you know, enemy just, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? Well, what are you going to do about this? Well, look at what's happened. What are you going to do now? And Father's trying to teach us to trust him. But what the enemy's trying to do is get us to turn on God. He's trying to get us to stop moving forward in our relationship with him, with God, and he's trying to get us to turn on Father. He's trying to get us out. You know, the 91st Psalm where he talks about he who uh, abides in the shelter of the Most High, shall, he who remains in the secret place shall abide in the shelter of the Most High. Satan's going, come on, get out from under that shelter. You come out here into the world. In other words, you come out here into your flesh. You come out here and try to figure out this problem. You come out here and justify why things haven't gone a certain way. You come out here. Let me talk to you about what you're not, what you're supposed to believe and how God has failed you and what you need to do and blah, 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 blah. And the Lord's saying, nope, just remain in me. Trust me. My spirit intercedes for you when you don't even know how to pray. My spirit knows how to talk to me about your need. And by the way, I am your God and I supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory. So you guys, trust him. He's got the problem. He's got the, he's got the solution. When you don't know what to do, do what you know to do when you don't know what to do. Keep following him keep believing him, keep trusting him. And just like, oh my goodness, thank you, Father. That woman I was talking about who wanted to be in that position in the Native American ministry, a couple of years before I met her, and I'll, I'll, I think I'll end with this and then I'll play one of Chuck's songs. A couple of years before that time, or when I, before I met her, her husband, Charlie, had passed away. And it was completely unexpected. He had a heart attack on the job and died instantly. And she was totally, totally blown away by that because that was one thing she had said to him for years, don't you die on me, don't you die on me. Well, he did, he died. <laughs> and I'm not laughing about that. I'm just saying sometimes God speaks out of our mouths prophetically and we don't really realize that's what's going on. But... Uh, I used to say to her when I met her and some of us were, or both of us were going through some really hard things and she had never grieved the loss of her husband. And one day I said to her, because this is what I saw in my spirit, I saw both of us standing outside and the rain was pouring down and we were drenched. And it wasn't that it was a, I mean, it was a painful kind of a, thing we were going through. And we both said, even in this, yet will I praise you to God. Even in this, yet will I praise you. So when the storms are just raging all around, when you're in a situation that you don't know what to do about, and you're really struggling, and you just, you keep crying out to God, and you don't feel like he's answering, keep doing what you know to do. And trust him for the things you don't know what to do about because he's faithful 
He's absolutely faithful. I love you guys. Now I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs. Hope you'll join us for TLC this afternoon and uh, share this message, please. If it blesses you, you may know someone who's going through a very, very, very hard time right now that needs to hear it. Here comes Chuck. <laughs> 